Welcome back. 13 minutes to 9 o'clock. We were meant to have a little bit of beautiful news last night, but because of the media briefings with uh, the ministers explaining uh, the details regarding... um, Level four lockdown. We've had to shift a lot of things. So, but we really wanted to have Sarah Robin Farrell on air with us. And she believes that music can change the world and that music is all around us. Whether it be the call of a bird, whether it be the rustle of leaves, together they perform nature's symphony. And she's taken to using music as that catalyst for change. And she's really quite passionate of trying to have real structural change, particularly when it comes to policy around the environment and climate change. She's putting that to song. Here is Sarah's story on Beautiful News. I think people are becoming desensitized to terms like global warming and climate crisis, as well as the pain that that's causing people already. My name is Sarah Farrell and I use music to communicate messages around socio-environmental issues and the impact they are having on the world. I found that music has helped me to process my own ecological grief and share that with others as well as ways to communicate change. I think we need to talk about issues around environmental and climate justice in a way that are more accessible. Music and art is a really great way of doing that. People may listen to words but they feel music. I don't think I'll ever stop fighting for climate justice because for me it's not just about climate change. For me climate change is really a reflection of all the other socio-environmental injustices that are going on in the world. Go to protest, call on the government, focus on how we can change the system and not just people. Sarah Farrell joins us now on the line. She's also known as Sustainable Farrell, talking about her contribution to a more sustainable world. She joins us now on the line. How are you doing, Sarah? How have you been keeping up with lockdown and and everything? (laughs) Thanks so much for having me. I've been very fortunate in lockdown. I am definitely one of the more fortunate people in terms of having a home and a garden and a place where I can be with people who I I love. so and also have music to keep me company. So I, I really can't complain. Do you see uh, this issue of global pandemic, of a global public health crisis, as as part of the conversation when it comes to sustainable living, when it comes to climate justice, when it comes to issues around around climate change? Absolutely, I think it's important for us to consider that no crisis really exists in isolation. And especially when we look at something like a pandemic that's come from a zoonotic disease, so it's jumped from non-human animals to humans. Um, What we find is that a lot of this comes from our abusive occupation of the planet and of the way that we've mistreated nature. So obviously, you know, pandemics have been happening and they have happened before but they become more severe they become more frequent um, as we kind of expand more and more and, and abuse nature in the way that we have uh, through our the system of, of mass consumption and capitalism so I do think there's absolutely a connection mm. you, you're very right in in our clip that we played a short while ago when we have certain issues that have been in our consciousness for a while particularly issues around the environment when people hear uh, climate Climate change. It, we, our eyes almost glaze over because the conversation is almost 
always ongoing, but we see so little actual physical policy change. Would you forgive someone for just when they hear a story on climate change, um, global warming, environmental um, justice, that they would just sort of glaze their eyes over and just go on to the next story? I think, you know, one, it's a, it's a very big issue, you know, so it's, it's overwhelming to consider when we really, like you say, we're not seeing um, the change that we need to see. But I think also the messaging behind climate and environmental justice has kind of been gone. It's, we've been doing it wrong mm. all this time in that you look at climate change and you think of polar bears. Uh, and actual fact, climate change is a human rights issue. It's, it's a, social, a social justice issue. So I think when people start to realize the connection between human rights and climate, we, as we join those dots, I think people will become more uh, sensitized to it, hopefully. And, and, and why through music? Uh, yes, music has the ability to, tra- to, to inspire and definitely to change attitudes. But, but how long have you been involved in using music as that catalyst, as that vehicle to spread a, a, a message of a more sustainable economy, a more sustainable environment that can sustain not only ourselves as, as people, but also our, our, our living environment? So for me, I've always been interested in music. I've always played musical instruments for a long time, uh, but I never found my voice when it came to the actual music that I wanted to put out into the world. And when it came to seeing you know, the reality of what was going on, I think I felt a lot of grief and I didn't really know how to process that myself. And so I started using music in a way of processing what, processing what was going on. And then that naturally and organically turned into something that I could share with others and help others navigate the way that they maybe felt about, you know, the injustices that they were seeing with, with regards to social and environmental issues. And so it's only been now for the past two or so years that I've really been focusing more on using music in this way. And I've noticed how, you know, it's it's not for everybody because, like you said, not everyone's ready to listen to that message. But the people that are need it, and it also absolutely makes the ideas and the concepts around environmental justice more accessible. Whether I'm singing something that is more childlike and fun, you know, with school children, or I'm singing something in a room about something more difficult to unpack and understand. I think music has that ability to cross the boundaries. But, but young people are definitely more receptive to that, to receptive to the culture that they are brought up in, whether it be music or social media. I'm talk, thinking about uh, young people like Ayaka Militafa, who is a young South African environmental uh, climate justice activist. And she once told me she got involved in this. She's what she's seventeen years old. She got involved when yeah, she was 17, 16. 2018. Yeah. I, that she started getting involved when she realized due to drought uh, in a mother's little small holding in the Eastern Cape that animals and livestock were were dying like flies. And that is how she then decided to become involved because it's affecting her, it's affecting her family, that a mother needs to pay out of her pocket to pay for, for grain and feed for the animals because of ever-changing uh, climate. Absolutely. I think, you know, in the work that we've done with IACA with um, African Climate Alliance as well, I'm, I'm an, a coordinator at African Climate Alliance, and I think what we've realized is that 
it's so important to localize and contextualize issues. You know, as Ayaka very poignantly pointed out, that for her it was through the drought. There's many others that have other um, kind of connections to climate. And so when we point out these, these very contextualized ways of dealing with things or experiencing things, then we are able to unpack the broader issues at hand. And I think that's a very good point that you've made there. Mm. Sarah Farrell, she's an environmental communicator, climate activist and a musician. At the end of the show, we are going to be playing out with one of her tracks. It's now five minutes.